Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. Help us turn our thoughts toward our contribution that we will make to society and even to our family. We say this again, considering the expanse of life, we all must turn our thoughts towards the contribution we will make to our families and to society. Here's some truth. If we want our contrib- contribution rather to be endowing, we will give what we've earned. If you want to give an endowing contribution, you will give what you have earned. If you want your contribution to be enlightening, you will give what you've learned. And if you want your contribution to be empowering, you must give what you have become. Say this again. If you want, if you want your contribution uh, to be endowing, then, then you need to give what you've earned. The things you've earned in this life, you give that. And that will cause you to have an endowing contribution. If you want to have a contribution that enlightens other people, uh, if you want to have a contribution that causes people to be enlightened, then you will give what you have learned, all the education you have ascribed in this lifetime. You will give your lessons. But if you want to leave a contribution that literally empowers the people in your life, to go further, then you're not just going to give them what you've learned. You're not just going to give them what you've earned. You're going to literally give them who you have become. And so as we look at chapter 33 uh, of the book of Deuteronomy, we see Moses. We know that in the last chapter, he had to get over his frustration. And I've had a couple of people say, listen, I've been on the podcast all week. Just, I've been listening to the sermon every day to try to challenge me in my frustration. (laughs) And so uh, if you haven't heard that, I encourage you to go back to the Heavenly Vision podcast and listen to last week's lesson in the transition series, and that sermon is challenge. Uh, We want to listen to that just so that we can help ourselves so that we don't allow the frustration of the now to cause us to miss the promise of the future. But in today's, in today's passage, we see that Moses has come to grips with the fact that he's getting ready to die. Moses has come to the grips with the fact that he's not going to transition with Israel into the promised land. And he, he can, uh, uh, he manages his emotions well enough in this moment to be able to rise up and to give a blessing to the people that are going on beyond them. I want to encourage you right now to make sure that in this season you become a good manager of your emotions. I'm not telling you to stifle yourself. I'm not telling you to make yourself feel as if it does not exist or it did not happen, but you need to become a great manager of your emotions so that you will be able to do everything God has called you to do. So now, We find Moses at the end of his life, seeing the people that he has led for over 40 years, 
and now they're getting ready to transition on without him and he has to do something to contribute to them. Now, just so that we can gather ourselves with this text so nobody feels uh, isolated from this text, you may not be dying, you just may be moving on. You may be going from one location to another. You may be going from one department to another. You may be going from one season of life to another. Every one of us, as we transition, one key part of transition is contribution. You need to be making some type of contribution in, in the place of transition. One of the things I love about, about the presidential transition, one of the amazing things that every president does, prayerfully this one does too, uh, even if it's in Sharpie. Uh, every president they would leave a missive or a note for their successor and they would put it in the resolute desk so that when they get into their office the office the oval office they will take that note from the resolute desk and they will receive whatever the contribution is to the next man or woman's administration so the principle is, every time you go through transition, you need to be making a contribution. Some of us, the reason why this new season is very familiar to the last season, because there was something that we should have contributed that we did not take with us. See, here's the reality. The, the Bible tells us it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the reason why the scripture says that, because some of us are like, I don't get it. I don't think so, because I have less no, the reason why it is more blessed to give than to receive because when you are transitioning from one station of life to the next, the, your, your contribution, not only will it be a blessing to those that are behind you or those who are coming up after you, but it will also lighten your load for the journey ahead. Some of us, we are finding ourselves in our journey with fatigue simply because we're carrying issues or where from the previous season and there's some things you should have contributed there's some things you should have gave away in the previous season so it would not wear you down in the next so Moses he sees that his people are getting ready to transition without him and he the Bible says that he rises up even at this moment of transition he rises up to bless them and so the first point that I need to give to you is that transition must call us to a place of transcendent focus. If we're going to progress through this, we, we have to allow our transitions in life to call us to a place of transcendent focus. So now, as I'm transitioning, I can't just look at the immediate situation or circumstances. I have to transcend my focus outward. What's beyond here? What's beyond this moment? What's beyond this present circumstance, situation, condition? Y'all join me just for, just for a few seconds. Just, just look over the horizon, even if it's proverbially in your life. I, I, I know you, you worry about Thanksgiving right now and who going to do the turkey and who coming over and who you don't want to come over and you know, all that good stuff. But just lift your eyes over the horizon for a minute and start considering 2020. Start considering the new lifestyle. Start considering the new location. Start considering what things will be beyond here. Start considering what things will be after you transition. And so Moses, he lifts his eyes above his grave to see the promised land. 
so that he can begin to have an understanding that the people need something to move forward. We need to hear this as Moses began to teach us. Our faith journey is the most invaluable resource we can share with those who are coming after us. Moses, when he starts, the Bible says this is the blessing. He begins to say, this is, this is when I found the Lord. He said the Lord came up from Paran and, 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 and that was the place. And, and when I went to Sinai, and he begins to recant to them the burning bush and all of the ways in which the Lord revealed himself to them. He says, this is, this is my faith journey. This is how I got to where I am today. Notice the first thing that Moses gives, the first thing Moses contributes to the children of Israel that will be going on into Canaan. He begins to give them his faith journey. If you are going to make a positive contribution to the people that you are doing life with, you need to give them your faith journey. A lot of times people think that you just arrived here and that you didn't have a journey from there to here. Some people would appreciate you more if they knew your faith journey. Watch this. Some people would be more understanding of your ebbs and flows if they knew your faith journey. Some people, even though you may have walked in late, some people would give you a high five just for getting in the room if they knew your faith. You made it. Hey, you made it. <laughs> you made it. Congratulations, you're in the room. If they knew your faith journey, and most certainly for, for, for our offsprings and those who are coming behind us, they most certainly need to have our faith journey. That is the most invaluable resource that you can share with them. I'm almost done already. I kid you not. I want, you, I want to read this in your hearing. I'm not going to exegete all these scriptures. I just want to read this in your hearing because I, there's a principle in this blessing that I need you to hear. Now, we know that the tribes of Israel, they, they made up of the sons of Israel. And so what Moses begins to do, this is almost like his last will and testament. He begins to craft out blessings for every one of the children of Israel or, or rather the tribes of Israel. Listen, listen to what he says. He says, now we, we're looking at verse 6 to 29. I'm going to tell you again, I'm not going to exegete these verses. I just want to read them in your hearing because there's a principle that you need to hear in this. Let Reuben, this is verse 6 now, let Reuben live and not die. And let his men be few. And this he said to Judah. Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah and bring him into his people. With your hands contend for him and be a help against his adversaries. And of Levi, he said, give to Levi the Thurnum and your, the, your Urim and, and your godly ones. He said, give him these blessings and, and who test Manasseh, uh, excuse me. With whom you quarreled at the waters of Meribah. Who said of his father and mother, I regard them not. And he disowned his brothers and ignored his children. For they observed your word and kept your covenant. Uh, they shall teach Jacob your rules and Israel your laws. They shall put increase before you and hold burnt offerings of your altar. 
bless, O Lord, his substance and accept the work of his hands. Crush the lions of his adversaries, of those who hate him, that they rise not against him. Now of Benjamin, he said, the beloved of the Lord dwells in safety. The high God surrounds him all day long and dwells between his shoulders. And of Joseph, he said, bless the Lord. Be the, bless the Lord. Be the land with the choicest gifts of heaven above and of the depths that crouches beneath with the choicest fruits of the sun and the rich yield of the months. With the finest produce of the ancient mountains and the abundance of the everlasting hill. With the best of gifts of the earth and the fullest of the favor of him who dwells in the bush. And may these rest on the head of Joseph and on the pat of him who is the prince among his brothers. A firstborn bull his majesty and his horns are the horns of the wild ox. And with them he shall gore the people and all of them to the end of the earth. And they are the tens of thousands of Ephraim. And they are the thousands of Manasseh. And of Zebulon, he said, rejoice Zebulon in your going out and Issachar in your tent that they shall call peoples to their mountain and they, there they offer right sacrifices for they draw from the abundance of the seas and hidden treasures of the sand. Don't miss this. And of Gad he said, blessed be he who enlarges Gad. Gad crouches like a lion and he tears off the arms of the scalp, the arm and scalp, and he chooses the beast of the land for himself. For there a commander's portion was reserved. And he came with the heads of the people, with Israel, and he executed the justice of the Lord. And his justice is for Israel. And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's cub that leaps from Bashan. And of Nephtali, he said, O Nephtali, sated with favor and full of blessing of the Lord, possesses the lake, possess rather the lake of the south. And of Asher, he says, Most blessed son, be Asher. Let him be favored of his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your bars shall be of iron and bronze, and your days so shall be your strength. And there is none like God, O Jezreel, who rides through the heavens to help through the skies in his majesty. Eternal God is your dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he thrust out the enemies before you and said, destroy. So Israel lived in safety. Jacob lived alone. And in the land of grain and wine, whose heavens drip down dew. Happy are you, O Israel. Who is like you, O people saved by the Lord, the shield, your help, and the sword of your trump, the triumph. Your enemies shall come 
frowning to you, falling, excuse me, to you, and you shall tread upon their backs. It's a lot, right? But I need you to understand this right now. He took the time to give everyone a blessing that was unique to them. I know, I know we did a lot of reading. I know we did a lot of reading. But, but here's, here, here's the principle that I need you to get out of this reading. Listen to this. Blessings that are given, listen to me, which are only based on the affluence of the giver creates entitlement within the recipient. Don't miss this. Wow. Blessings that are given, which are only based on the affluence of the giver, creates entitlement within the recipient. However, blessings given based on an individual's purpose creates a drive towards wow. destiny. Wow. That's good, sir. Amen. So I know we got a lot of affluent parents in here and we're thinking about Christmas right now. Some of y'all already bought some stuff. And we, we're writing out our wheels and, our, and we're considering what's happening in this season of our life and thinking about the people around us and, and what we want to bless them with, what we want to contribute to their lives. Please hear me. Your contribution to anyone and any phase of their life should not be solely based on your affluence or your ability to give. But every time you contribute something to anybody, your contribution needs to be individualized according to their purpose. Don't just gift stuff to gift stuff. Because when you do that, they will become entitled, watch this, and they will begin to think that they should get it just because they got it. Let me help somebody. (laughs) Even even if this is a parent-child situation. I need, I need you to make sure that your children understand that even if you are rich, that you rich. Talk to me for a minute. They not rich. I, 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 I'm rich. I had to tell my kids when we got the car, they said, Daddy, we got a new car. No, no, no. I got a new car. And I'm allowing you to ride in it. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, you need to make sure that, that you understand that whenever you give something to somebody, it should not be solely based on your affluence. Because if it's solely based on your affluence, the recipient will begin to settle into a place of entitlement because, watch this, the gift doesn't necessarily equate to who they are or what they deserve. The gift is only based on your benevolence, off of your affluence. But when we decide to make a contribution to somebody's life, no matter who it is, we need to give time to what their purpose is. Again, when you look at all of these verses, you look at all of these blessings to this one and to that one, to Nephtali and to Gad and to Dan. Whenever he gave them a blessing, they all didn't get this cookie cutter blessing. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. All y'all get a chariot now. Go on ride. No. Dan, you need something different than Nephtali. Nephtali, you need something different than Gad. Gad, you need something particular. And so he took time to give every one of them a blessing according to who they were. Now, 
this is where it gets hard. Because if you're going to do life with people, you need to spend some time understanding their purpose. Can I say this one more time? If you're going to do life with somebody, you need to spend time understanding their purpose. Because if you don't understand my purpose, what can you offer me? Let's go deeper. If you don't understand my purpose, could it be that you contribute something that will be detrimental to my life? Uh, any, any, anybody who, who's been with me for, for, for a certain amount of time, who hangs with me, who eats with me, who, who does life with me, they'll know a couple of things about me, especially when it comes to the dinner table. They know that I can't eat shellfish, or even though I want to. Hallelujah. They know that I'm allergic to nuts. And the people that I do life with, they know this. And so not only are they vigilant when they cook for me or, or, or with me or I'm around them, but even when we go to different restaurants, I've, I've seen them. I don't even have to say it anymore because now they say, excuse me, does this have nuts in it? Oh, don't eat that. Don't eat that. You can't eat that. He's allergic to nuts. Can we get something different at the table? Uh, I'm excited. We were, we were at town celebrating my sister's birthday, and, and, and we had the great table. Everything was right there. And, and, and they went back. My sister's like, oh, no, he can't eat nuts. Oh, he's not. No, no nuts. They had to bring me something totally different. I felt so Special. Because sometimes I feel like a bubble boy. But that, at that point in time, I felt special because they brought me out something exactly for me. But watch this. If, if, if we are having a meal, if you, prepare, mm, if you prepare a meal for me, and one of your favorite ingredients is nuts, and you don't know my purpose, you, you, don't, you don't know the allergy I have. Can we talk oh, through this for a second? On, and in, watch this. In, in, in the joy of your heart, you invite me to your table. In the joy of your heart, you prepare the meal, you cook it for me, and you feed it to me with great joy. When I begin to convulse looking for an EpiPen, you, watch this, you will be mortified because you did not know that I had that issue. Here it is. Don't feed anybody until you know they purpose. Don't just contribute and you don't understand our purpose because you very well could be contributing something that could be detrimental to my future. So he took time to know them and he speaks to them. He blesses them as a father who understood them. So I'm going to say this one more time before I go to my last point. The blessings given which are only based on affluence of the giver creates entitlement within the recipient. However, the blessings given based on an individual's purpose creates a drive toward their destiny. Moses gave every one of those tribes something that was necessary for where they were going. And so if you're going to be a blessing to somebody in this season, if you're going to make a contribution to somebody, take a look at their purpose. Look down the road for them and see what they will need on their journey. Oh, anybody, are you with me in here? If you know somebody's getting ready to go to D.C. in the winter, you're not going to give them no thongs and some sunscreen. You're going to give them a scarf. You're going to give them gloves. You're going to give them things that will prepare them for the element that they're going into. I'm preaching. You're, you need to make sure that you understand the purpose of those who are with you. So as they go on before you or away from you, you are blessing them according to their destiny. What can I give you that will help you, empower you, that will spur you on toward your destiny? 
when he closes this statement, he says, I need y'all to know God loves every one of y'all. And God is with you and God is over you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He goes so deep as to say, listen, every one of your adversaries, God is going to drive them out. Now here is the blessing in this. Victory over our enemies is a family heirloom that must be passed down from one generation to the next. My last point. I told you it was a short sermon today. Here's the, here's the thing that I need to drive home to you. You and the Holy Spirit will determine what you need to contribute. We don't have to spend a lot of time talking about that anymore. You know what your sons and daughters need. You know what your brothers and sisters need. You know what the people that you disciple need. And so you seek God for their purpose and give them what they need concerning the season that they're getting ready to go into. But I need you to know on a general basis, every one of us who have passed through that bloody fountain and have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior there is one family heirloom that needs to be passed on in every family and that is the heirloom of victory my God I wish y'all would get excited like I am maybe I need to make it clear here it is there are some things in your life that you gotta go through and I'm not telling you you can miss going through it but what I am telling you is by the grace of God you have been given a cherished heirloom of victory in Jesus and this heirloom needs to go from one family to the next everybody needs to know that no matter what you go through in this life you are more than a conqueror through him that loved you your grace granddaddy made it your great granddaddy made it your great great granddaddy made it and if you are alive you gonna make it too is there anybody in here oh. I'm leaving y'all now but I need you to get this in your spirit because some of us don't want to let folk know that we went through a battle some of us don't want people to see our scars but our scars are testimonies of the fact that we made it through is there anybody in here that's standing today because of a victory on yesterday is there anybody in here that got a story that said I should have been dead but by the grace of God I am alive has anybody ever felt darkness cleaving to your very soul but by the grace of God you were able to break free somebody ought to testify of the victory that they have in Jesus I was depressed a long time but thanks be to God I was in jail a long time but thanks be to God I was by myself a long time but thanks be to God I was broke for a long time but thanks be to God I was in a shadow for a long time but thanks be to God I was sick a long time but thanks be to God I was waiting a long time but is there anybody in this room that can say God gives victory I'm not trying to jazz you up I'm trying to help you walk in this transition listen to me you got to make sure that your victory is transitioned from one generation to the next we made it 
And so there's no reason why you can't make it. Circumstance may be a little different. Nuances may have changed, but the principle is the same. Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ. I love y'all didn't catch it. I said, thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Y'all ain't ready? Here, thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Explain it, please. The explanation is that if Jesus Christ is your Lord, then you ought to give him thanks because he has victory laid up for you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The end result is victory. It doesn't matter how heavy the opposition. The end result is victory. It doesn't matter how deep the night, the opposition, the outcome is victory. Do anybody believe it? need you to hold this and I need you to pass this here is the heirloom I don't care what's in your safe deposit box I don't care how many zeros is in their trust fund I need you to make sure that you give your sons and daughters you give your brothers and sisters you give the people that you disciple you give the people that walk with you in life you better make sure that you give them the heirloom of victory wrap it up real tight do whatever you got to do to it but even in the darkest moment you better let them know listen I've been waiting to give you something that my daddy gave me. I've been waiting to give you something that my granddaddy gave my daddy. I've been waiting to give you something that Jesus gave to our bloodline. And that is the gift of victory. That is the gift of knowing that no matter how low you get, you serve a God that can raise you up. I wish I had an old church that could sing the hymn. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea he heard my despairing cry and from the water he lifted me now safe am I you know what happened love you better pass on the blessing of victory Is it hard? Yes. Do the nights get dark? Absolutely. Does does the weight get so heavy? Yes. But there is victory for you. And watch this. The blessed thing is this victory ain't got nothing to do with what you do. This victory is solely based on what Jesus already did. Oh, man. Y'all go... Uh, I said this victory is not based on anything you do. This victory is based on what Jesus has already done. And so as we transition into holidays, into new years, into into new seasons, into, into, into new chasms of time, I need you to grab hold of this principle. Listen, if I, ain't got, if I, if I don't have anything else to give you, Let me give you victory. I'm going to let you know that there is nothing in your life that you're wrestling with right now that God can't liberate you from. 
I'm going to let you know there's no weight that can come upon you that God can't lift off of you. And watch this. If he don't lift it off of you, he'll embolden you. He'll strengthen you. And he'll give you the courage to walk all the way through to the other side. But whatever you do, you got to know you got victory in Jesus. So as we prepare to pray, I need you to leave out of this room with a couple of things set in your mind. Whatever transition you find yourself going through in life, ask yourself, what am I going to contribute as I transition? And as you begin to look at spaces and, and individuals that you need to make contributions, uh, contributions to, begin to consider their purpose as you contribute to them. And then finally, make sure that no matter what you give, you give the heirloom of victory. This is, this, is, this is the confidence that we have. This is the blessing that God has given us. And so we must walk in it. We must live in it. We must thrive in it. Let me take a moment and pray with each other. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my sister. I thank you that even in this season of transition, you will allow us to be contributors. We will contribute into what's getting ready to happen. We will contribute to the lives of those closest to us. We will contribute to those in whom you have enlightened us with their purpose. So that we can help them be catapulted toward their destiny. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would allow us to share our faith journey. Allow us the grace to let others know from whence we have come. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that beyond all that we contribute, that we make a contribution of victory. That we let those coming behind us know that there is that victory is in Jesus. And so, Father, I, I declare blessings over every one of your sons and daughters as we make the various transitions of our life that we are standing before right now. I declare right now they will not be weary in well-doing. I declare right now that they will not be worried in the transition, but that they will move at the speed of the Spirit and that they will do according to your divine will for their life. And so we declare grace in this transition. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Did anybody receive something from the word of the Lord today? Amen. 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 Were you blessed by the message you just heard? If so, please leave a review so others can glean from the lessons you learned. And if you would like to help us continue ministry, Feel free to give at HVCLA.com. We love you, family.